In every society, there are the deviants, the ones who are pure evil. We've been shooting this documentary. Love to roll. Take one. 100 yards beneath the surface of the Earth exists a metropolis that mirrors ours in very many respects. I call it the Marrow. William Decker claims that he's found monsters. I see their shapes moving through the woods. Is he crazy? Um, is, he, is he mentally ill? Is it all a hoax? You believe this? You're a believer? What if this guy's conspiracy theories are all true? Please don't get hurt. It's right up there, at the entrance to the marrow. Okay, do you, do you see anything? Oh God, he's right here in front of us now. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. Turn, turn it on. Turn no. on the light. No, 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 no. Turn on the light if it's here. I want to no, see it. Turn off that light. Turn no. on the light. You're too blind to see what's going on around you. What are you going to see? You're going to see. Are you kidding me? We should just go. I warned you. I warned you some of them were dangerous. Mr. Decker. Just tell me the truth about one single thing. They know we found them. Stay away. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome, welcome, bleh, welcome to episode sixty-nine. <laughs> I, am, I am your host, John. I'm Justin. And, oh, sorry, that's Kyle somewhere else, not participating. <laughs> Kyle will be back next week. So we need to pick the most randomest, stupidest movie for him to watch. Mm. I'm sure we can come up with something. How you been, Justin? All right. A lot of working. Working, working, working. Same here. Did get some time to get a lot of movies in this week, though. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So, all right, let's start off with some housekeeping. Um, Kind of movie-related, but... Uh, All Elite Wrestling is holding the first ever Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match this coming Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. Um, the match will be between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. Apparently, Leatherface is going to make an appearance. And it's all a tie into the um, brand new Texas Chainsaw video game which releases on the 18th from Gun Media. What are your thoughts on this? Eh, I don't really think it needs to be tied into wrestling of all things, but, you know. I think they saw the opportunity to do a tie-in and promote AEW and the game and... Yeah, but... uh... I don't know that they needed a match. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be like a cinematic match, kind of like along the lines of, you know, the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania a couple of years ago or the uh, whatever the match was between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. I, just, in- I always find when they do these silly gimmicky matches like this based around a promo... Even the uh, tribal warfare or whatever yeah. it was, I always feel like that's just 
treating, you know, wrestling fans like they're dumb. I feel like that's pandering. I feel like that just, it always just doesn't wind up feeling, you know, genuine. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And, is, and that that's what drives me the nut, nuts the most about it. Like along the lines of the, the tribal warfare, whatever it was called match, that was basically just a no disqualification match. Yeah. Like if they had like tribal warriors standing at ringside, you know, maybe that would have added a little more to it, but it really didn't. But in the end, no matter what they did with it, like no matter how they like, they could have wrapped a cage around there and all that. It still would have been pandering. That's really yeah. all it boiled down to. So it, it, you know. But I mean, if this is shot in like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house and you go through a door and all of a sudden Leatherface is there and slices through with a chainsaw. I don't know. No, I think it's going to be something silly. Like, it's going to be like, he's going to come out of a box or something. Yeah. You're over if you come out of a box. It'd be like that Robocop appearance back in the 90s in WCW. So long as it's not Shock Trooper, we're good. Shock Master. Shock Master, whatever his name was. Well, maybe next week we'll kind of follow up and give our thoughts on the match. So that, that means you got to watch it. I'll find no. the clip and send it to you. Oh, I'm uh, sure it'll be on Reddit. I'm oh, sure I'm sure it will. It. I'm sure it will. Um, all right, any new trailers? You see any new trailers this week? Just that Five Nights at Sesame Street that I showed you that was pretty <laughs> freaking awesome. I so want that to be a movie. <laughs> I was wondering why, like, Freddy from Five Nights at Freddy's was in it. And then, yeah, uh, it took me a minute because, like, that looked the most genuine. Yeah. Like, that that one, like, looked like what, like, all the promos and all the other stuff in the actual movie, that, you know, I've seen. And then you've got this janky-looking Elmo and the janky-looking <laughs> Big Bird. <laughs> and the Cookie Monster. And Cookie Monster. But Cookie Monster, I mean, he's kind of, kind of hard to make look. He's just a big blob. Yeah. Um, kind of. But, you know, but they had a couple of good good kills in there, too. Um, yeah. The one that got his face ripped off, that was pretty good. Um, so. Well, we'll share it on the social media so people can see what the hell we're talking about, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I found it randomly. On Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering what it was when you said watch this immediately. So, so much fun. So, all right. Well, what did you watch this week, Justin? Uh, so, I watched uh, Bad Grandmas on uh, Amazon. <laughs> it's got Florence Henderson, Pam Greer, and uh, Judge Reinhold. Really? Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's it's decent. Um, is that like, um, like bad moms? Like, it's more. Essentially, the premise is it's this group of four old ladies, four friends. One of them is basically getting pushed out of her house, um, and Florence Henderson, the main character, um, goes and tries to you know, make it so as she could stay in her house and she winds up killing the the guy. And so it's basically a big, a whole big, um, 
hide the body, get away with it type movie for old people. Okay, yeah, never heard it. When did when did it come out? Do you know? Uh, I think it was like it was within the past couple of years. It wasn't too long ago. Um, so it's kind of like the female version of Las Vegas. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was all right. Um, I watched uh, Happy Gilmore. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I watched National Lampoon's European Vacation. That was on. What was the name of the game show they were on? Uh, Pig and a Poke. Pig and like a that. Poke, yeah. Something like that. Um, I, I didn't catch the very beginning of it, so I'd, it's been a while since I've seen that part. Yeah. Um, and let's see, I watched Digging Up a Marrow, which is important. It is important that I watch that. I watched Get Hard. Um, so yeah, I've, I've watched a few things. Well, is that all you've watched? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the rest were TV shows. So <laughs> I think for the first time since you started doing this podcast over a year ago with us or with me, you've watched more movies than I did. Hey, how about that? So I watched. Nobody's, nobody's been here. So, you know. Yeah. So I've watched the Barbie movie. I went and saw it at the drive-in Friday. Um, interesting. And I watched Digging Up the Marrow. <laughs> so... They didn't play something uh, else. What, what was the second movie at the? Uh, it was Meg 2, but I had had a very long day at work, so I'm wow. surprised. You didn't stay for the one that would have been, you know. I did. I did want to see Meg 2, but I just I had tapped out. Like I was struggling during the Barbie movie, so maybe I'll go catch it in theaters this week since I have some free time. Hopefully, before my life becomes a fucking mess next week. So, with overtime and work. So, I mean, it's already starting to pick up, but whatever. All right. Time for our picks of the week. Trying to get a new jingle going since I lost the... Has Kyle seen it? So, all right. Why don't you start us off with your pick of the week? Well, my pick of the week is the absolute classic Happy Gilmore. All Happy Gilmore has ever wanted to be is a professional hockey player. But he soon discovers he may actually have a talent for playing an entirely different sport, golf. When his grandmother learns she is about to lose her home, Happy joins a golf tournament to try and win enough money to buy it for her. With his powerful driving skills and foul-mouthed attitude, Happy becomes an unlikely golf hero, much to the chagrin of the well-mannered golf professionals. This came out February 16, 1996, directed by Dennis Duggan, and is an all-time classic Adam Sandler movie. Come on, I mean, this has the best scene in cinematic history. Him and Bob Barker fighting. Him fighting Bob Barker, it's quotable. I mean, good lord. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> you know, especially that scene with Will Sasso and the moving guys and no, oh, you can't hit that ball and hits it. He hits the house, breaks the window. Then the wife comes out. He hits another one. Hits her. She shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. I haven't watched that in a while. I don't have to revisit that. Actually, it's funny because after I told you what my pick was, like I got home from work and it was the first thing on the TV. So I watched. Oh it. really? I'll see <laughs> divine intervention. That's the way it goes. 
Well, my pick this week is prom night when a deranged high school teacher kills the family of the girl Donna that he loves in a disturbed attempt to force her into a relationship with him. The man is caught and sent to prison. However, years later at our high school prom, Donna is about to come face to face with the murderer once more. Will Donna and her friends escape the psychopath? This was originally released on April 11, 2008 and was directed by Nelson McCormick. Um, this is obviously a remake of the um, original Prom Night from 1980s, starring Brittany Snow and uh, Scott Porter. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good movie. It's, you know, a slasher. You know, the friend a friend will go up to the room and not come back, and then another friend will go up to the room to see where that friend went, and they won't come back. And, you know, interesting how it plays out. So, Kyle, what's your pick? This oh, it's, God, it's not here. It's gonna be so fun ragging on him next week. Well, let's get into our main topic this week. We are talking digging up the marrow. A documentary team exploring the genre-based monster art takes an odd turn when the filmmakers are contacted by a man who claims to prove that monsters are indeed real. It was initially released on August 23, 2014, directed by Adam Green, and was distributed by RLJE Films. This film is not rated. It has a runtime of one hour and 39 minutes and is currently streaming on the Roku channel Hoopla, 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 Tubi, and Pluto, all with ads. Woo-woo. Uh, cast of characters here. We got Adam Green playing himself. Ray Wise is William Decker, Will Barrett as himself, Josh Ethier as himself, Vance and Little Bigfoot, Riley Vanderbilt as herself, Kane Hodder as himself, Sarah Elbert as herself, Tom Holland as himself, Mick Garris as himself, Alex Party as himself slash Park Ranger, Matthew Waters as the voice of Park Ranger, James McCarthy as Sergeant Sean Ross, Nick Henley as Harlequin, Caitlin Brisbane as Tombstone, Robert Pendergraft as Shadow, Tony Todd, Steve, Steve Aggie, Joe Lynch, Lloyd Kaufman, Don Coscarelli, Corey English, Odorous Arungus, Laura Ortiz, Evan Dixon, and Stephen Barton, all as themselves. <laughs> so, so basically, this is supposed to be a documentary or as Adam calls it a mockumentary so the film opens with shots of horror conventions and an introduction by filmmaker Adam Green where he's kind of talking about himself and what him and Aeroscope Pictures does you know Hatchets, Spiral, Frozen, not that Frozen, Holliston, Grace, and he talks about how fans sent him stuff like Victor Crowley figures, drawings, but he received this one piece of mail from uh, a retired detective, William Decker, about how monsters are real and he's found them and he can prove that they exist. So basically the whole premise of this movie is actually based on events where a fan wrote to Adam telling him how Honey Island Swamp is real 
Victor Crowley from the Hatchet movies. My little friend. Um, Israel, but Adam didn't want, and he wanted Adam to document it and show, but obviously it's not true. So he found Alex Pardee, with, who's an artist, who has an exhibit called Digging Up the Marrow, which is where a lot of these monsters are based off of. So, what's your how do you how are you feeling about this so far? Now you've got the introduction to Adam, and I mean it certainly looked better than I was expecting. Um, it uh, you know it had that real documentary feel. That was pretty good so far. And and I love how they kind of poke fun at documentaries when like you know he's talking about the the movies that he's made and. He's like, can't we just do this in a card? Yeah. And they're like, no, you've already stopped. Just keep going. And so the next scene is they're heading to speak to Decker. And Adam has always has said that when he was casting the role of Decker, he wanted somebody noticeable so people didn't think it was real. So... That was the casting of Ray Wise. They worked together on Chillerama. Um, Ray Wise was in the um, Wadzilla segment. So, so they're interviewing him, and he's kind of like explaining what he's seen, how he's found them, and then throws them out of the house when they start questioning about the chain on the door, like. You're sitting in this guy's house and you look over and you see a door is chained, which wasn't really chained all that well. No, I was gonna say, I mean, that, that was a little, <laughs> a little hinky. Um, like, what is he actually locking? Uh, the answer is nothing. That door can still very much open and without any effort. It, like the chain, like, it just didn't work. And they did a much better job chaining the door in Holliston season two. In one episode, they had chains all across the, like, X'd across the door so you couldn't open it, even though the door opened to the inside. But, um, so now they're back at Adam's house doing, like, you know, B footage, of talking to Riley, who, but, so this movie took, took, uh, filmed over four years. And at this point, uh, Odorous Urungus had passed away. His TV show Holliston had been canceled because the net, uh, the channel Fairnet was dissolved in a merger, and him and Riley had gotten divorced. So the initial promotion for this movie was he took it on tour and would go much how we did with um, Victor Crowley, you know, take it to the theaters and watch it. And it was very hard for him to watch seeing his ex-wife being all lovey-dovey and but so she's basically saying that they're crazy for doing this um so now we're kind of at the point where at one point decker mentions that his son wants but diverts from the topic did you see that twist coming that decker possibly has a son in the marrow yes yeah, hundred percent. That was 
100% my feeling pretty much the entire time from when I saw the, well, I didn't think that he was in the marrow. I figured he had something to do with the marrow because of the locked door. I figured he was definitely keeping him locked away, but would take him to and fro back to the marrow. And, you know, all throughout his house, you see drawings on the wall. You see a board of the map with pin push pins all over it. Um, well, you can't be crazy if you don't have one of those. Very true. <laughs> so when Green uh, starts asking about his son, you know, he quickly divert, uh, diverts from the topic. So then he takes Will and Adam, who is really uh, Adam's real-life director of photography, Will Barrett. They work together at uh, Time Warner Cable in Massachusetts many, many years ago. And they're not allowed to use lights. They're in a, a park with a cemetery nearby. I love how they use somebody else's voiced voice for the park ranger than the actor that or Alex Pardee, who was actually the park ranger. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so they can't use lights. It's dark. The footage very grainy. And Decker's like, hey, you see you see him over there between those two trees? He's moving. And then they'd like pan over and it's like, what the hell are you talking about? So now at this point, are you thinking that maybe Decker is insane and there is no marrow? Yeah, I mean, it's either that or, you know, it was filmed so, so terribly dark that, you know, they were just purposely making it so I couldn't see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, I, I will say this movie didn't really do that. Like it, it got dark at this point just to prove how dark it was, but it wasn't yeah. like, you can still kind of see it, you, you know. Yeah, you're sitting there going, all right, I don't see anything, so. Yeah, guy's probably nuttier than a squirrel turd. Because, I mean, so far, that's what all the evidence leads you to. Yeah. Um, so they show the footage to real-life editor Josh Ethier. And he's like, what am I looking at? <laughs> Did you brighten yeah. it? Did I brightened it. Anymore? There's nothing there. Like, So they decide to go back a second time now they're setting up uh, the second time they go back they put up was it was that where they just had the handheld camera again or did they put up the five yeah cameras? they were just they hadn't had the cameras yet no okay so they're back there with the camera and it's the same thing hey do you see him moving over there and between those trees and they're like no like and adam's yelling at will turn the lights on turn the lights on well he turns the lights on and you get your first glimpse at one of the monsters what do you think i mean it was a pretty gross one too it was pretty cool the big brain looking thing and yeah little tiny uh, neck and that's a pretty good one that was the little one that ran by him right and it, it ran against Will's feet. No, that was at the end. Oh, okay. So, um, that one, I believe, the one that they showed the set, the the first monster you see, I believe, is Chicken. That was his name, Chicken, and he kind of like runs by and like, what the hell was that? And you know, that little jump scare when the minute he turns the light on, you see this fucking thing, and you're like, oh, what the hell? 
So now they decide that they're going to set up five cameras and a fake street light in the middle of the woods. Genius. That's what you gotta do. Genius. Yeah. And I mean basically the entrance to the marrow is a grave. Like so let's put a street light in the middle of the woods with five cameras. Um but then they start to believe that it's a hoax that Decker had paid one of his friends to run by in a Halloween costume. So they end up capturing a few glimpses of monsters, but then they also capture Decker shutting off cameras and feeding something. So I'm thinking that if, if he has his son chained up in the basement, why would he bring him back and feed him? I don't know. So maybe that's not who's in the basement at this point. Maybe that's he's keeping some, someone hostage in that room. Yes. And using them to feed whatever's in the marrow. It's so, I mean... They don't, they don't explain it. Yeah. So they basically come from, like, Massachusetts to the middle of the country, now to Chatsworth, California. So they realized that one of the um, camera two is missing out of the five. And, you know, while they're out there, Adam does the, um, you know, Adam goes, Adam and Will go back out without Decker and does that whole little reaches into a hole. Oh, my God, it's got me. It's got me. But it took a shoe. Yeah, then it took a shoe. And, you know, so then he's like, no, something really just took my boot off. And so he reaches in, grabs his boot, comes back, gets his boot back out. And then all of a sudden, Decker's there flipping out on him. Because, what are you doing here? They're watching us now. What have you done? Then we get to encounter more. I believe it was Vance that shows up now in front of the truck. Maybe you skipped part. What part? Well, you missed the entire part where they go to Boston, talk to the police. And oh, yes. The con. So Adam comes to the... Uh, they go to the con, and they see um, Tom Holland, director of Child's Play and Fright Night, who goes, oh, you're not working with that guy in the Monster Hunter. I... Uh, and Adam's like, Decker? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they they call over um, Mick Garris, another famous director. And that's when they find out that Decker has contacted every horror director in Hollywood trying to sell his story. And they all think he's crazy. And But Adam's the only one that believes him. And now he's seen it with his own two eyes, but decides to go to Boston where Adam's from, and talk to the Boston police to see if there was a detective by William Decker. Nobody's ever heard of him. This part was a little weird to me because he said that he called and they said that they couldn't discuss it over the phone and that they'd give yeah. him 15 minutes. I'm pretty sure if they'd never heard of him, they would have let him know over the phone. <laughs> 
No, no. We want you to fly out here, and we'll give you 15 minutes of our time, and then we'll send you back to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, that's not... I'm pretty sure they'd be like, no, we've never heard of them. <laughs> I mean, there was some cool shots inside the airport of Logan and LAX, and because he, I think he had gone to Rock and Shock that year and filmed some of those scenes. And, and the scene with Mick Garris and Tom Holland were also at a convention. So, so now the, they're on to Decker, and that's when they do the whole boot thing. Decker flips out on them. What are you doing? They're going to move. You scared them. And now we see one of the creatures has scared them. They run back into the truck, and then we meet Vance. Um, were you expecting that when he took off his hood? <laughs> I didn't know what to expect because, you, know, yeah. you know, he said, I have never seen what's under there. I don't know what's under there. And I mean, I didn't expect whatever that was, and I still don't really know what that was, but it was, it was cool. <laughs> so, so Vance is basically a creature that has multiple things. Like, like a spider, kind of. Yeah. Like arms or whatever you want to call them, and something reaches in and grabs Decker in the truck. Big hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... At this point, you know it's quote unquote real. The marrow is real. There's monsters. There's, um, so they escape from the car, and you know, after reviewing footage. From the five cameras before this, they they did find a clip of one of the monsters, and they show it to Kane Hodder. I guess that role was originally supposed to be Joe Lynch, but he was off filming a movie. Well, that was back at the beginning. So yeah. So so the next day they go back to Decker's house, and he's disappeared. He gone. Everything is gone. The chain is off the door. You talk to the neighbor, that house has been empty for a year. Yeah. Is Decker real? I don't know. We don't know until camera two shows back up. Yep, so the next scene, Adam is back at Aeroscope Studios, and he's looking very disheveled. If you notice, you know, like he hadn't slept in days, he has a little five o'clock shadow going on and reveals that they did get camera two and when they went down to the basement there was broken chairs paper on the ground so obviously Decker did have a monster down there mm -hmm. lots of poop lots of poop um is it his son? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like knowing that it's poop. That doesn't mean it was one of those things. Again, it could have just been a you know a person he was holding and using it to feed, you know, whatever it was in the mirror. So, but they don't ever really explain it. They just say that that room stank of shit. And I mean, 
you uh, you have to assume that it was something from the marrow, you know. But was it his son? A lot of open-ended questions. So now you see footage from camera two, and it's Decker in a cage saying that he was wrong. There is no marrow. There is no monsters. There's, And when he kind of stutters a little bit, the thing rattles the cage. And um, Yeah. Then we cut to Adam's house. And Adam is asleep. And one of the monsters is in his room. And attacks him. And well, not really. Well, you assume he that it attacks him. Puts the camera down and goes, ah! Yeah. And they jump. But that can't be because clearly, you know, they didn't die because, or didn't get attacked because he filmed the whole part where he said, camera two got delivered to me. Yeah. Which would be after that, so. But not, but not, now that I'm thinking about it, doesn't that look kind of like a forced confession? Yeah, a little bit. Like the look on his face is disheveled. Like, is that Will holding the camera or is that one of the monsters? Yeah. Well, when you see what's on it, you can believe it either way. Yeah. So it it definitely leaves a lot to the imagination. It leaves a lot of questions unanswered. And yeah, yeah, it does. Um so what did you think of the setting? I mean, he did a good job of, you know, I mean, it's it, it's not, you know, it's you know, <laughs> a, a hole in the ground in the woods, yeah. you know? Um, so, I mean, it's great, but it, it does, it, it holds that suspense because, you know, when you're in the woods or you're out, especially if there's a cemetery, even anywhere nearby, everybody's little primal lizard brain kind of turns up, turns up the spook factor on you no matter what. So, yeah. but I mean, I did, I liked that. And even like he's known for it, but the effects were great. Yes. You know, all, all the, the, the monsters and all that stuff. My, my biggest issue though, is just all the questions that are left. I have so many questions. Yeah. I mean, definitely they set up the setting perfectly you know it's in the woods there's a cemetery over there you know it's dark at night there's no lights and you know in, instead of creating a fake director or um you know a fake studio he used his real life that's really his studio his partner his wife, his friends, his editor, mm -hmm. and so it, it. I think it would have been a little better if he casted a new actor, like a no-name actor, and let people really think that the, you know, there might be um, monsters or the marrow or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things that if you're gonna do it, like you know, he's in it, so he and you know, he got an actor, actor, actor to play the other part, so as mm -hmm. people didn't, you know, fall too much into it, 
So yeah. if you're going to do that, you should answer the questions at the end of the movie. You know, you should answer the what was he holding? What was he hiding? Yeah. You know, and you should kind of answer that, you know, what happened to him? Whereas if it's going to be like if he had just used, you know, some random young actors and, you know, made it as realistic as possible, then you can have those unanswered questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that actually happened to those people. So, you know, we, you know, that's, you know, that could leave the question. So I think in this style, they, they should have answered more questions than what was left. Now, I definitely think um, it sets up, it set, it's set up for a sequel where I think a lot of those answers um, I'm, I'm just reading something here. Um, well, this isn't the time or place to read this. Yeah, so I guess he said there was a planned sequel at one time. And but of course that never came to fruition. Here we are almost 10 years later and but he is notorious for doing secret movies like Victor Crowley. Not saying that he's alluded to anything, but well, and I mean if this one took 4 years to film. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how about, how about the cinematography of the movie? Like, you know, with those little GoPro cameras or whatever they were, very grainy. And I it, mean, you know, the, the thing is coming into it, you know, I, you, you know, knowing that it's not a Hollywood big budget, you know, th thriller movie, I was expecting way worse. Than what than what was delivered. I mean, it's still granted. Yeah, I got the big TV and it's you know you get the UHD copy and all that stuff. But I mean, it's still it still looked you know like a Hollywood movie. So I, I think it 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 really came together really well. Um, and the way they kind of played with the using the um, the night vision and all that stuff on those night scenes, you know, I, I think they did they did a great job making it you know feel real while being fake, you know, and still looking, you know, like it was a big budget movie. Yeah. And, you know, it was dark where it needed to be dark mm -hmm. to where you couldn't see, like, and, you know, like during the day, it's very bright, it's very clear, but when it's at night and you don't, you don't have a light, you know, they don't have big you know, um, whatever those lights are called, shining down to light up the night. Like, that's what you would get with any random video camera. If, you know, if you went out to the woods with your own video camera and tried to do that, that's exactly what you would get. And the night vision, you know, I, I love the scene when, uh, the line when Will's like, it's, I feel like I'm shooting porn with the night yeah. vision. And... Then they call back to that when Kane's in the room when they said they were in Chatsworth because that's apparently where porn is made. A lot of porn is made. So, um, how about the effects? You know, the the creature, the monsters, the you know, kind of playing off of 
nothing really. Like when, you know, was somebody down in that hole, grabbed his boot, or did he just kick it off? Like, I mean, they did good with those little suspenseful moments, but I think the monsters were great. The ones that you did see, you know, you didn't see a whole lot of most of them. You only saw them in quick quick spurts, but like that first one where he just pops up right in front of the screen, you get a crystal clear shot. Yeah. And it looks like it's something that's actually there. It doesn't look like, you know, some cheap thing made out of a bunch of cut up plastic bottles or something, you know. It looked like it was a living thing. It had perspiration dripping off of it. Yes. Um, and I mean, that, the whole, um, what was his name? Vance. Vance looked great. You know, it had a little bit of a mix of the, you know, computer and the the practical, but I think I think that looked great. So, when reading up on this movie today, it there was pretty much no CGI. Like everything was practical effects, um, most of it. So, I believe um, Robert Pennegraff did the effects for this movie, and you know he's done Victor. He's worked with Adam on Victor Crowley, Frozen, all his movies practically. So. You know, a hell of a job. I know uh, Chicken is still in the Aeroscope office, along with uh, Meshuggah from Chillerama and Victor Crowley from Hatchet. You know, you see the little thing over in the corner sometimes when he does videos online. But, you know, the, the, for Alex Pardee to come up with these character, these monsters and draw them and then to have them come to life, that, mu that must have been a the best feeling in the world for him to see his vision come alive and it left if there ever is a sequel it leaves open so many possibilities for others because you only see three or four of them mm -hmm. you know who was the one that grabbed decker in the truck who was the one that was in adam's house who was the one that was rattling the cage like who was in the bed like his son what was it who was in the basement like so it, it leaves a lot. Um, how about the uh, the script, the dialogue, the directing, and the acting? I mean, I think it the way it was. I think I think it was great. It really had that real documentary feel, while knowing that it's you know a not real material. Yeah, they did a good job of faking it. Yeah, and you know, Adam has acted in a couple of things. He's not, you know, that's just a little cameo. This was like the first movie that he really starred in. And, you know, he plays it off as like any documentary would. And, you know, getting B-roll with his wife and Will and all the other directors at the conventions and all that, like, you know, they they're not actors, they, but they did good as it, it really made it feel like the documentary. Um, how about the length? I believe it was about an hour and 40 about minutes. An hour and 40 minutes, yeah. It was good. Hour 39, yeah. So, yeah. Right in yeah, line with where it should have been. Yeah, and it got everything that you needed to know. Well, almost everything except for the unanswered <laughs> yeah. questions. And... So, 
Yeah, I, I think an hour 40 was perfect for a horror movie of this type. Now, if it was a real life documentary, it probably would have been like two and a half hours and you know, you would have seen, you would have had those questions answered, but maybe uh, as a mockumentary, it's, you know, leaves open. So how about the character development throughout the movie? Um, you know, kind of like Adam is the only one that's really excited about it. You know, everybody else is like, well, what about Holliston? What about your TV show? What, you know, Sarah Elbert, she's pressing them like, well, I'm working on a show, Holliston. Where are the scripts? Oh, they're coming. They're coming. You know, um, Will is just a, really along for the ride because he goes where Adam goes and films. But how, how did you feel the development of Adam and Will and Decker throughout the movie? I mean, I I think they did a great job, you know, because at first, you know, Adam starts out kind of, he's the most gung-ho over it. Mm -hmm. um, he's the most believing on it. And, you know, at first, it, it's kind of along the lines of, you know, uh, Decker is, you know, that old guy that nobody believes. But you can feel something about the way he talks that it's, you know, it's sincere and it's not just crazy old man talking and then yeah. towards you know later on in the movie you know adam kind of falls and he starts to doubt it really hard starts to doubt it towards the end even though he has evidence that it's real it's the, he still doubts it more only because you know the evidence that comes out against decker yeah so, i think they did a good job of showing you know the the, the big swings in his belief you know, because everybody else just kind of stayed in the, I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a good movie prop, so. And, like, a perfect example is that is the scene with Kane and Josh when the first question they ask is, who's your prop master? Yeah, what film? Like, who, project. you know, yeah, what yeah. project? Who did it? Who made them? And he's like, well, nobody. <laughs> like, they're real. And, oh, yeah, okay. They still don't believe them, even though they've seen it. Yeah. And... But, yeah, and then Decker's development throughout the movie, like, he he knows what he's seen, and he's very protective of it, and as in being afraid to lose them again if they get away or move to another place. And, you know, as he begins to trust Adam a little more, he lets him in a little more. And when he's let him in too much, that's when they fucking take him, take all his shit, and move on to the next spot. So, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Mm. Mm. I think it was just, it would be the the initial jump scare, just getting that first real raw. Yeah. view of one of the you know creatures and finding out okay it's not totally fake so where are they going with this yeah and you know it that was also my favorite scene because now you're kind of skeptical like okay if you don't know this is a movie and you think it's real you're like this guy's not going to have any proof like but 
you see it for yourself and you're like, okay, now it's getting interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it was really good to know that I wasn't going to have to sit through an hour and 25 minutes before I saw one. Yes. You know, because that, nothing pisses me off more than when you get these commercials for, you know, a creature movie, and it's only in the last 10 minutes of the movie that you actually get to see the stupid thing. So it was it was good to have that 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 little icebreaker. Yeah. Um <coughs> excuse me um wasn't really any gore or killing but how about the horror the jump scares i mean they did a good job of building the tension using the setting and you know being out there at night and having nothing and having him keep going oh you see it it's over there uh by the trees and you know there's nothing there but he's just ah no turn around it's over there so uh, i mean they did a good job of that of building it and, and making you you know really get kind of jumpy as to what's coming around the corner yeah and did you find yourself like really looking when he said oh he's over there in between the trees and you're like i was trying and on the big tv i was having a fight with the shade on the sliding door though yeah I'm getting goddamn sun glare <laughs> oh, I not, missed good. Sun not good for that that point of the movie so let's talk sequel Obviously, there could be a sequel, in my opinion. I just want answers. I don't care how. I just want answers. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe one day we'll get a sequel to Digging Up the Marrow. We'll get those answers. And, I mean, like, they could do it. There's so many different ways they could do it. Decker escapes, goes back to Adam. I will bring you to the because you know the way he says it is there's a metropolis below the earth uh, below the ground of people born with deformities and there's marriages divorces death friendships relationships like a whole little world down there and you know it, the sequel could bring Adam to that metropolis so is this us before us yeah and pretty better yeah um so <laughs> adam actually said when he first showed the film at a film festival somebody was like oh so you're paying homage to nightbreed and adam was like no i i've seen that oh wait a minute so as he was writing it without really meaning to make comparisons to Nightbreed, because I believe one of the characters is named Decker and Nightbreed, and kind of the I've never seen Nightbreed, but um, apparently there was a lot of similarities to it, and he did it without even realizing it. Yeah, well, that So, but um, yeah, I I, de I definitely want to I'd, I'd see a sequel to this to get the answers and see more of the monsters and whatnot. Um, so the big question of the week, do we recommend digging up the marrow? I, I, it was definitely better than I was expecting. So I, I do re recommend it. It was, it was pretty good. I, I also recommend it. It's one of my favorite movies. I, you know, I love everything Adam does, but digging up the marrow, um, kind of like the real world and the um 
cinematic world kind of merge, and I like that. You know, so. All right. How many mugs are you giving Digging Up the Marrow? I'll give it three. Solid. Three? Okay. I give it five, because as I said, I like this movie. Um, on IMDb, it has a score of 5.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 60% out of 100. And Letterboxd, three out of five. Um, do we have anything planned for next week? Not at the moment. Okay. Check our social media. We'll let you know what we're watching next week. Uh, Kyle will be back next week. Um, watch whatever we tell him to watch. Yeah, we have to find the most obscene movie for him to watch. Just have him watch Hidden Strike. <laughs> That's why I say we do Chillerama and we let him watch the Werebear. We let him talk about the Werebear segment. Yeah. Well, check our social media. We'll talk about that during this week when we figure out something to watch. But for now, the bar is closed. Thank you for thank you so much for listening and watching if on YouTube. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on X. And at the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram and at the Movie and at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. Bye. He said 69. <laughs> the marrow is real.